0: going on here. Resistance is futile. This indeed you are Paul. Is it's in my head. Fan Effect. All right, welcome back everybody. It is Friday. The temperatures have dropped again, so let's stay inside and watch something, right? Or a little of both, or a little right? Of both. Uh, we got some suggestions. <laughs> we don't, Andy he does. does. <laughs> He's Andy Farnsworth with KSL News Radio KSL's Fan Effect podcast, always breaking down Everything streaming or in the theater and all that stuff. I took your advice last week, Dungeons & Dragons, and I liked it, by the way. Good, good. So there you go. You know, it's not an either-or proposition. You can watch things and go outside. And sometimes you can do both at the same time. Although, you know, why would you go outside to watch something? Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. We've reached that time of year where we're just barely ahead of summer movie season, which starts at the beginning of May, and the studios are not... ...putting out their strongest stuff into theaters right now. There are some items of note this week, but nothing that's really going to challenge Super Mario Brothers in its second week of release. Probably the biggest movie of the week is a comedic yet still incredibly violent take on the tale of Dracula called Renfield. Now, it's from Universal Pictures, who own the movie rights to the classic take on the character. Cage plays a version of Dracula that looks a lot like Bella Lugosi's version, and on purpose, of course. So why is a movie about Dracula called Renfield? Well, that would be Nicholas Holt's character, R.M. Renfield, an actual character from Bram Stoker's original book, Dracula. Renfield is Dracula's servant, the guy who helps find the victims for the vampire to, you know. (laughs) This version of Renfield went to make a real estate deal with Dracula many decades ago, but instead ended up becoming his familiar someone who's granted a portion of Dracula's powers but is not actually a vampire. Renfield accesses this power by eating bugs. Again, another nod to the Bram Stoker Dracula book. Problem is, Renfield seems like a decent guy deep down, and he really hates bringing victims to Dracula, so he's trying to only bring horrible people to his master, but when one of the people he brings turns out to be involved in the drug trade, it sets off a battle between a powerful crime family, the local New Orleans police, the FBI, and, of course, Dracula and Renfield. Look, this movie is about as violent and bloody as a movie can be. Weirdly enough, most of the violence is played for laughs, of which the movie gets quite a few. Nick Cage is perfect as this narcissistic version of Dracula. He hams it up exactly like you'd expect, Holt's Renfield character can be simpering one moment, brave another, pathetic in another, sweet in another moment, Ben Schwartz who plays the crime family kid who screws everything up, and Aquafina, as seemingly the only incorruptible cop on the New Orleans police force also get some funny moments. But if you go to this movie, you know you're going to watch Nick Cage do all the Nick Cage things. Renfield's not for everyone, I have to stress that. It deserves its R rating, and honestly, because of the content, this movie will have a limited appeal. For those who think it looks hilarious, you'll definitely laugh when you watch it. But for me, the blood and violence was just too much. I gave it two out of four stars. It's playing only in theaters. Another incredibly violent movie where they're trying to make you laugh, even while they gross you out, is the new release, Mafia Mama, starring Tony Collette. Now, she plays a regular American housewife, Kristen, whose son just headed off to college and whose band-playing husband she just caught cheating on her. So when relatives from Italy fly her over for the funeral of her grandfather, she goes, hoping to find some relaxation, self-discovery, maybe even a romantic fling. But once she gets to Italy, things don't go as planned. Sure, she meets a hot Italian guy at the airport, but when a rival family shoots up her grandfather's funeral procession, she suddenly finds herself at the head of her family's business, if you get my drift. Colette is hilarious in this movie, playing a clueless yet kind woman who's way out of her league when trying to run a crime family. Thankfully, she has Monica Bellucci to help her out, but whose instincts manage to better the family's situation and accidentally give them a leg up on their rivals. Honestly, she's the only reason to watch this. Mafia Mama is super violent at another movie that earns its R rating. There is some female empowerment messages rolled into the movie, and there are some genuinely funny moments, but this is one that, in my opinion, you don't really need to rush out and see. Mafia Mama is playing only in theaters. Now, the other movie worth mentioning that hits theaters today just in time for the NBA playoffs is Sweetwater. And it tells the story of the first black player to sign an NBA contract and break the color barrier, Nat Sweetwater Clifton. Now, Everett Osborne takes on the role of Clifton, who was nicknamed Sweetwater because he liked his water with a couple spoonfuls of sugar. Clifton played for the Harlem Globetrotters in the late 1940s for owner Abe Saperstein, played in this movie by Kevin Pollock. The Trotters traveled by bus playing against local players and putting on a show. When they defeat the NBA champion Minneapolis Lakers in an exhibition, though, the NBA owners realize the game is likely to change from an all-white league that it had been up to that point. However, when the owners decide that no black players could be drafted, the owner of the New York Knickerbockers, who's played here by Kerry Elwes, decide to work through a little loophole and just sign a black player without drafting him. And the player he wanted was Sweetwater. The movie alternates between the efforts by the Knicks owner and its head coach to pry Sweetwater away from the Globetrotters, who Saperstein obviously doesn't want to let go because he's so talented, and the experience of the players on the Globetrotters who uh, weren't exactly treated well by people in the towns they played in when they weren't on the court. Sweetwater is worth a watch, especially if you're a fan of NBA history. But I should note that the writer of the movie, who also wrote Hoosiers and Rudy, took a few liberties with the facts when it came to Sweetwater's first NBA game. But still, it's a decent sports movie. Sweetwater's rated PG 13 and is playing in select theaters here in Utah. So check online for where it is. Now, switching to streaming, probably the most enjoyable thing I watched this week was called The Last Thing He Told Me, a new mystery thriller starring Jennifer Garner that's on Apple TV Plus and based on a best selling novel from 2021 by author laura dave who also helped adapt it for tv garner plays hannah hall an artist who works with wood sculpts and believes she's found the love of her life in her husband owen they've been married for just over a year and even though owen's teenage daughter bailey played by uh, andrew rice doesn't uh, like her she doesn't like her stepmom very much despite hannah's best efforts to build a relationship but one day owen takes bailey to school and then just disappears Hannah, of course, is stunned and she has to go, all she has to go on is a handwritten note Owen sends her that has just two words written on it, protect her. From there, the mystery begins to build as Hannah and Bailey struggle to understand what's happening, why the FBI and other agencies are hounding them, where Owen disappeared to, and why did he do it? The last thing he told me is not exactly new ground in the mystery TV genre, but Garner carries it well. And Rice, who you might recognize from the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, does a great job as the sad, angry teenager role. And the show creators keep the pacing quick, which kind of helps add to the confusion and suspense. The last thing he told me is rated TVMA. And the first two episodes are available to stream now on Apple TV+, Plus, with new episodes dropping weekly. Now this week's Honorable Mention List items, we didn't have enough time for more detailed coverage. They're all on streaming. First up is something that's hit Disney Plus recently that's worth a mention. Prom Pact hits right in the middle of high school prom season. No coincidence there, I'm sure. Um, The plot for Prom Pact isn't exactly the most original thing in the world. A girl who's all focused on getting into Harvard and avoiding all the cliches of prom season suddenly has to get cozy with a popular jock at the school because his father is an influential Harvard alum. It's something that your teens may enjoy watching. It's rated TV 14, and it's on Disney+. plus. Over on Peacock Streaming, we have the new movie Praise This, which stars uh, pop star Chloe Bailey as Sam, a teenage aspiring pop singer, who's a bit rebellious, so her dad sends her from Los Angeles to live in Atlanta with Sam's cousin Jess. Jess quickly introduces Sam to her Praise Team, a group of gospel singers getting ready to compete in a national championship competition. Sam realizes that joining the singing group could be her ticket to stardom, But I bet you'll never guess that it doesn't go exactly to plan. Praise This is rated TV-14, and it's only on Peacock. And finally, I know lots of people who are excited for the fifth and final season of the multiple-award-winning The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Prime Video, like Shara, Rachel Brosnahan plays Midge Maisel, a woman who seemingly had the perfect 1950s life, but she discovers she has a talent for stand-up comedy, and she goes for it, despite the roadblocks for a female comic at that time. Now we're to the fifth and final season, and I'm not allowed to give away any of the plot, but if you're already a fan, you don't want me to spoil it anyway. If you're not already a fan, you're probably not going to jump in at season five. However, all of the first four seasons are available to stream if you want to give it a try. The show's rated TVMA, so keep that in mind. But also remember that it has won all the awards it's won for a reason. The first three episodes of season five are available now on Prime Video. Yeah, so Shara gives it an A recommendation, <laughs> just it sounds so like. It's witty and it's quick. It's just fun and it's snappy. I love it. I, and I noticed, like, if you if you watch the trailers and clips, for those of you who haven't watched it, there's also a really cool visual aesthetic about it, like yeah. a super colorful and stuff like that. So it's kind of reimagining the 50s in hyper color. That's great. But, Well, that was a lot. That was a lot to give us in one weekend. Okay, so yeah. I feel like you don't have to watch awesome. all of it again. Some of that stuff just because it's new, you know. Yeah. If you want to see it. All right, Andy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Andy. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.